Hello and welcome to a God Shift Podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. In these episodes, you will learn how to grow your faith, overcome adversity, and move into a greater destiny. Individuals, organizational leaders, and ministry leaders share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a God Shift podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am so excited that you are here. I am the founder of a God Shift movement. And overall, I just consider myself to be a bold, life-changing, courageous child of God that is committed to helping other people develop a deeper understanding of who they are in God. So I'm really excited about um, interviewing my guest today. It's not that I'm not excited about interviewing everybody that I interview, but he has written a book that has got one of the most unique names and has one of the most needed and misunderstood Um, And I don't want to say it's a misunderstood concept, but I want to say it's something that I know that a lot of Christians struggle with. um, And I don't think that there's a lot of answers out there about how they overcome these struggles. And I am so excited to share that as part of a God shift. So let me stop talking so that we can start talking. All right, here we go. So my guest today is a son, a husband, and a father and considers himself to be a normal guy. He was a preacher's kid who spent most of his time as a child at church. As he got older, although he held close to his Christian beliefs, he struggled with things of the world. How many of us can relate to that? He's been married for 24 years, and unfortunately, in 2016, he lost one of his three kids to suicide. He has recently written a book called Helvin, The Struggles of Being a Worldly Christian, which details the state of Christianity in today's world where many have conformed to the world and become hypocritical. I know that to be true. I can't wait to hear more about the book and how he overcome the adversity that he has experienced. So I want to welcome to the show, David Stanfield. David, how are you today other than my technology blooper this morning? I'm doing doing great. I appreciate you. You're you're very welcome. I'm excited to get into this conversation. So for the first part of this conversation, um, I just want to lay a little bit of context. So the name of this podcast is called a God Shift Podcast. And my definition of of a God Shift is the moment that you unlock your kingdom authority And that allows you to collide with God's purpose and move into a greater destiny. So I always ask all of my guests, like, what is your own personal definition of kingdom authority? Well, I think uh, related to my situation, it's it's just been a series of things that have gone on in in my life and uh, my family's life that we've had to use that kingdom authority to overcome. And uh, we've been through some rough times and a major tragedy, losing our son. And uh, what God has shown us through that is that we do have the authority to overcome such a tragedy that a lot of people just don't uh, realize that they've got the power to do. Yeah, I, I, I think that that's one of the primary reasons that I see in my own life and line of work 
when I see somebody who either their faith is not growing or they're not overcoming adversity or they're just not entering, you know, into the, de- the destiny that they know they deserve and desire, it's either one of two things or a combination of the two. Either number one, they don't even recognize that they don't even know that they have a kingdom authority. And if they do, they definitely are not doing the things that it takes to actually release that kingdom authority and unlock the things. And so one of the things that I know for sure is that the reason that Jesus was able to die, because the same things that he was able to do, the same power and authority that he had, he actually passed on to us as believers. So let's talk about your story for a minute. So um, in the information that you sent me and that I've read, you know, there's a, you know, there were some struggles that your child had. There's some challenges that you and your family have over had to overcome over the years. And so can you just talk to that for a minute and share specifically, like, how did you actually use your kingdom authority in those moments as one of the ways that you overcame those things? Right. Um, I mean, the, there's been a lot of things over the last 10 or 15 years that we've had to go through and overcome and, uh, you know, there's been job losses and bankruptcy that I went through. Uh, and then ultimately we've had some issues with our children and, uh, ultimately lost our son to suicide in 2016. And you just have all these things that happen over and over. And, uh, what I, what message I want to get out is that you know, a lot of people think if you're a Christian that nothing bad can happen to you. If you're trying to live for the Lord, that nothing, he's not going to let things like this happen to you. And I'm here to witness and say that uh, you can definitely have bad things happen. It's how do you handle those things when they do happen? And do you just give up and um, dwell in that grief and sadness and sorrow for yourself? Or do you you know, look to the Lord and, and let him pull you out of that and then use that for good and finding something good in those bad situations is what we've really learned to do and uh, yeah. how we've made it through. Yeah, I would dare say that you can actually expect it to come. You know, one, the Bible tells us that we'll be persecuted. Um, two, it tells us you know, that when you're experiencing these these fiery trials, I think it refers to it as like, don't consider it strange. Um, and so, you know, the Lord never promised that that things would not happen, did it? But he did promise that with him, that we could actually overcome the things and with him that all things would be possible. I also believe that the moment that we say yes to the Lord, the moment we try to do anything right and positive is when that's when the enemy, you know, has a tendency to show up in our lives, you know, a lot as well. And so I love that you said, you know, it's not, you know, what happens to you, but it's how you handle it. And I believe that oftentimes things are allowed to happen in our lives. We don't always understand it, especially, you know, in a situation like you're experiencing, you know, at the time of this recording, within the last two months, I buried my father unexpectedly and then buried my grandmother right after that. And I can't even begin to compare those experiences to if my son had been, you know, one of those. So I can't speak specifically to what it is that you're going through, but I did have to tell myself, I do believe that things don't happen to me. I believe that they not only happen for me, but they also happen 
for me so that I can help someone else who has been through, um, you know, what it is that I've been through. So what would you say, David, that you've actually learned during that process? Uh, I mean, we've learned a lot. Uh, it, it really took uh, a while to get to the point to where you're ready to, you know, look back to God and, and start saying, okay, what, what is the purpose of this? And what, what is your goal here for me to, to see and to do? And, it, you know, going through a tragedy like, like we have it, like I said, it, it took us quite a, quite a while to get to that point. And, uh, you know, you hit bottom and the only thing you can do really is look up and look at the Lord and say, what, what is the purpose of this? And I think, uh, you know, my wife and I have realized that to honor our son and to honor the Lord, we've, we've looked at what can we do moving forward to help people in our same situation or, um, just different things like that. And that's given us some purpose. And then we've used our kingdom authority to dive into that and start working towards helping others. You know, my, there's a, a quick story. Um, we had just moved to the Dallas area when my son did uh, pass and uh, or right before he had passed. I'm smiling because I live in Dallas. <laughs> we, uh, we were kind of looking around, visiting different churches and things and uh, hadn't found a church home yet. And uh, we had been struggling with, with our son and trying to help him. But uh, one morning he left our house, went on a walk and uh, never came home. And uh, we really didn't know anything had happened until we got a knock on the door from the police saying that they had found him and uh, just kind of questioning what, what had happened and things we found out that he had went on this walk and that a lady had found him right after he had passed and sat there and waited on, on the cops in the corner to get there. And, uh, long story short, she ended up being a pastor's wife at a church, local church. And so my wife and I wanted to just go thank her for what she had done and met her. And uh, she explained that she was a pastor's wife and, Asked if our son was a believer and things and asked if we had a church home. And anyways, we, we ended up going to this church because they really poured it into us during that time. And when we didn't really have a church that could pour into us. Uh, and my wife now works for this church and she, they have a uh, care department. So she's in the care department of our church, big, big, big church in Dallas. And, uh, She's actually helping other people in this same type of situation. She does grief ministry. She does counseling. Anytime somebody dies by suicide or other types of death, she's there helping counsel those families. And then she's also been involved in a ministry that is called the Lost Team, which is uh, we live in Denton County, Texas, and it's called the Denton County Lost Team, and she volunteers in that. And anytime a suicide happens in our county, the cops get called out, but they always bring one of these volunteers with them to, to minister to the family. Yeah. And you can't always, because that's not a religious uh, deal, you can't really talk yeah, about the word, so, church and state. Right. But she's she's always found a way to 
open that door. And if somebody is open to that, then she ministers to them. And yeah, but what's been important for us is, you know, the hope of Christ in this situation, you know, my son was, was a believer. He got saved at an early age and actually uh, not too long before he had passed, he surrendered to the ministry. And we fully believe that once he did that, you know, Satan was really attacking him and which is what happens when we start living for the Lord and making decisions like that. That's when Satan really gets after you. And uh, we fully believe that's what happened with our son. But uh, that's exactly how he operates. Unfortunately, he does. We do have the hope in Christ that we're going to see our son again. And that's what we try to tell others in our situation, you know, and then uh, obviously I've got the, the book that I kind of tell our stories and things in and our struggles and how we've kind of overcome those. Because like I said, we all struggle just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you have immunity to that. You, it just means that you've got help. Yeah. You those. don't have immunity, but you have weapons. I want to stop you right there. Um, David, I want to pause for a quick commercial because I actually want to get into the book and what it's about. And, and because I never like to just stop at theory and stories. I really like to get into some like tangible things that people can do. So let's take a quick break. And then we come back, we can talk about the book and you can share some of the ways that people can help pull all this together if they're experiencing something like what you've gone through. Okay. Awesome. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to follow God's plan to move you into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. Head to GodSaysShift.com. That's GodSaysShift.com to access it now. So, David, before the break, we were um, sharing a little bit about some of the You know, sometimes I even hesitate to say unfortunate because even though it was an extremely unfortunate thing that you and your wife had to go through in the loss of your son, you've been able to find beauty in it. You've been able to go on to fulfill more of God's purpose for your life, find your own purpose, and you and your wife are even more equipped now to be able to help other people. Um, So I guess that's what it means maybe when he says he'll give us, you know, give us beauty for ashes and that all things you know, work together for our good. I think it's just one of those things that we turn our our hope hurts into hope, you know, the best that we can. But I want to talk a little bit about um, this book that you wrote. So you wrote this book called Helven. And um, my assumption is that that is a combination of the words hell and heaven. Is that correct? Right. So tell us about this book called Helven. Number one, tell us the full title. I know I read it at the beginning. Tell us the premise of the book, like the ba- the basics of what the book is about. And obviously, I think we can assume why you wrote it, but I would love to hear that in your own words as well. Sure. Uh, the The full title is Helvin, uh, The Struggles of Being a Worldly Christian. And, uh, you know, pretty cool story about how I came to writing this book that I won't get into just for time's sake, but it's at the beginning of the book. But uh, it's basically, if you look around at the world today, the the state of things, you can't turn on the news without seeing all kinds of tragedy. And it's just sin, sin, sin. And uh, basically, I think God gave me this message for this book 
to share with Christians that we need to quit living as the world and live like he's intended us to live and, and be witnesses and not hypocrites. So all of these different struggles and things come along with why we are, you know, listening to that voice of Satan instead of listening to God and doing what we're supposed to do. So uh, once you kind of get back on the right path with things, then you, you have the help that you need to overcome these struggles. But the, the heaven thing is the concept that I'm using in this is that Christians are basically living like they're sinners that are going to go to hell. Then they can turn that off like a light switch and go to church on Sunday and be, you know, their godly side or, or whatever. And it's just, it's so hypocritical. You get out in the world and the, the unbelievers don't see your church side of you because they're not going to church with you. So they look at you and say, you're supposed to be a Christian, but you act just like us. So what, what makes you different or whatever? And it's just, I and think it that's. Also, and it also makes them go, I don't need to go. You know, if, 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 right. if, it, if it's just going to continue to look like what I'm already experiencing, why do I need to go? And if somebody is saying, you know, I want to change my life. I want to give my life to Christ so that my life can be better. They're going to look at us and go, well, if this is what it's like to serve your God, I don't want anything to do with that. Right. Or even worse, they think that just because you're acting like them and saying you're a Christian, does that, does that make them a Christian? Or, you know, they don't understand all the different things. And uh, God wants us to be separate and set apart and living for him and not of this world. So, you know, we're blowing our witness every time we, we do this. So I think the, the overall... Uh, goal of the book is to, to it's a message for Christians to start living back for the Lord instead of this world so that you know we can rid ourselves of the hypocritical labels and you know religion's got a bad name these days and it's just everything around Christianity or religion's negative and it shouldn't be that way and uh, you know every single day we're faced with all these different struggles and you know, the, the cover of the book's got the little silhouette of a guy with the devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other shoulder. But, you know, it's kind of cheesy, but that's exactly what happens to us every day. We leave the house and, you know, I, I tell a story in the book about my typical day. I get up and have Bible study or listen to worship music and I'll get in the truck to, to leave for work and uh, listening to worship music. So you're kind of on your godly high for the day and then yeah. uh, i'm in construction for my day job so you know and that's a manly world where there's a lot of cussing and things on job sites and problems come up and it's just a different world but i'll, I'll be on my little godly high and i'll get to a job site and something will go wrong and or guys will start cussing and you know next thing i know i'm joining in and uh acting just like everyone else and then i get back in my truck go back to the office and i'm realizing that i just blew it for the day you know and then you you have forgiveness and put some worship music back on go back to the office and just repeat that same step over and over and it it just seems like like i said you got satan whispering in one ear that 
it's fine for you to do everything else that everyone else is doing. And then the next second, the angels on the other shoulder are saying, no, it's not. And you need to repent for that. And it's just this cycle that Satan wants us all to live in every day. And it's yeah. just making that decision to, to quit it. doing he loves it. David, I want to ask you two questions. So the first question that I want to ask you is if someone is listening to this podcast and they recognize that they are having a difficult time overcoming some level of adversity, their story may not be your story. It may not be my story, but they are experiencing challenging times in their lives. The first question that I have for you is what is your best tip that you can share with them of how they can overcome what it is that they're going through? Well, the best way we can overcome anything is, is through God. I, I think without a doubt, my wife and I and our kids uh, could not be where we are today. If, if we didn't have the Lord, I just don't think there's any way to survive some of the stuff that we've been through. And it's, it, I use the word survive because it some days it is just, you know, just getting up and functioning for the day is surviving. But, yeah. uh, you know, the Lord doesn't want us to just survive. He wants us to live and, and be a witness and, and, uh, you know, show people that through him, you can overcome all of your struggles and, and things that you're going through. So I would just say example of what that looks like, because I think it's, you know, it's easily understood to me what you say when you say, listen, the only way you can overcome anything is with the Lord. But everybody that's listening is not already walking with them. So can you give one example of what that could look like that they could say, yes, I can implement that in my life today? Yeah, there's, that's a tough one because it's it's a little different for every person or every situation. But uh, I think ultimately you've got to come to that realization that uh, you look at yourself and, uh, you know, there was days after we lost our son where we didn't even want to continue. You know, I, I really thought I was going to lose my wife for a while. And, uh, it's, do you want to continue to live like that and be miserable and, uh, just let the grief and think or whatever it is that you're going through just overtake you? Or yeah. do you want to, come out of that and see what, what you can actually do to turn that around and use it for good. And, uh, like I said, the hope that you get in God is, is what the answer for that is. It's, you know, you've got to turn around and look at him and say, what, what can I do to, to get out of this? I don't want to continue living like this hurting yeah. like, or whatever. So yeah, I would that's just a say, great question to ask. You've just got to put your foot on him. Absolutely. That's awesome. And then the second question I have for you is that if there is a Christian that is listening to this podcast and they're hearing you share some of the examples of what help, what the characteristics of a Helvin person consist of when you're, you're feeling like a Gumby doll, you know, pulled, you know, from the devil that's on one shoulder and the angel that's on the other shoulder and they're saying, oh crap. I mean, this was not a new revelation, but I know that even yet today that I am struggling with conforming to the world around me. I'm struggling with doing and living the way that it is that I should live. 
what tip would you give them of how they can finally put an end to that cycle and for once just stay on the path? Not that we're always going to get it right, but for the most part, stay on the path that we should be on. Yeah, that's, it's super hard to stay on that path. It's easy to get off and, uh, you know, sometimes you take a step off and then you step back on. Or, And I think just taking those initial steps to get back on the right path is the first thing you've got to do. And then, you know, there's, there's different things that the Lord's going to do to you when you, when you actually start taking those steps, you know, in obedience. Do I share one of those steps? Well, I, I'll give an example of uh, a time I was obedient. I, I, uh, I heard the Lord tell me something that I needed to, to tell someone. I, I go into depth in, in a chapter in the book on it. But uh, what I want to share is that I struggled with that obedience of telling this person what I felt like I was prompted to tell them. But when I actually did, I was overcome with joy and uh, just the feeling that you get when you actually are obedient with something that the Lord prompts you to do is what encouraged me to, you know, continue to take more steps in that and be faithful in, in what he was asking me to do or what he prompted. And I think no matter what the situation is, once you start doing some things that get you back on his path or, or shows obedience to the Lord, he's going to bless you. And it can be in any form, it, you know, it's feelings or, you know, physically blessing you with different things. Uh, just overcoming situations, just all these different positive things that he can do in your life to show you that, wow, this, you know, this feeling or whatever I'm getting from this obedience is what strives, makes me strive to get back on that path. And I think, uh, I don't think, I know the Lord will do that for you when, when you do take those steps. That's awesome. So David, as we begin to wrap up, where can our listeners find you and follow you? Uh, They can get my book on uh, Amazon or Barnes and Noble or really any online bookstore. And uh, the uh, I've got all of the social media accounts is David Stanfield. Uh, And then I've got a Gmail account that's David Stanfield Helvin at gmail.com that I would love to have people reach out and ask me questions or whatever, you know, just reaching out. I like to uh, talk to people about their struggles and see what I can do to help and share my experiences. And, uh, you know, just this week I had someone that read the book tell me that they had just lost a son uh, a couple of weeks ago and that I've got a chapter on grief that they went back and read a couple of times since then. And that it's really helped them. And that's what this whole book thing is about to me. It's just, uh, I hope that people can read it and get that hope and the help, you know, that I've experienced is that's, that's the whole point in it. So that's awesome. I I love how you and your wife have been able to turn this around to help other people, because I think we're, we're all looking for answers to everything that it is that we're going through. But when you go through something like you and your wife had to go through, you want to talk to somebody who specifically has gone through that, right? You don't want somebody that's, you know, 
lost their house to foreclosure trying to tell you how to overcome the, the loss of a child. When someone has gone, gone through something like that, they want to be able to look to someone who's done it successfully and say, I want to learn from them. So thank you so much for being here. Audience, I am going to make sure that his social media handles, his website, the link to get the book is in the show notes so that you're not rewinding and trying to write it down. All you have to do is click it and it will go straight to the areas um, that David has mentioned during this podcast. So David, thank you so much um, for being here. Stick around um, after I hang up. But thank you so much for being here and sharing your nuggets. I know that people are going to be blessed by this episode for years to come. And everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of A God Shift Podcast. I'm Shana Rattler, and I will see you back here on the next one. Have a great day. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to The God Shift Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.